Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1369. Am I too old to invest with a Roth IRA? And budgeting an easier, smarter way, both by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I serenade you with the sweet sounds of personal finance knowledge from some of the best blogs on the planet, with the author's permission, of course. And today, we're actually highlighting two fantastic articles from PT Money. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Am I Too Old to Invest with a Roth IRA? By Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. I recently received this question from a reader about investing with a Roth IRA closer to retirement. Quote, I am a public school teacher, 46 years old. I have a public employee pension that I contribute to and can begin collecting on once I retire. I will also obviously have social security money. I have no credit card debt and have paid off all student loans. I have some extra money to play with. I was wondering if it makes sense at 46 to open a Roth IRA now if I plan to retire in nine years and will no longer have much income to invest in that Roth. Does nine years of, say, $3,500 a year into a Roth make much sense? That would leave me with very little extra spending money during those nine years, end quote. Thanks for your question. Congrats on a successful financial scene. You've made great progress. This is a good question to be asking. My short answer is yes, it's worth it. Even if you only invest half of that amount, you'll be putting an extra bit of money aside for retirement. Every dollar counts. The Roth IRA is certainly touted to the young as a great way to save for retirement because one, the young have a long time until they retire, therefore more opportunity to make earnings tax-free. Number two, The young are likely in a lower tax bracket now than they will be when they retire, again, saving tax dollars on the back end. But the Roth IRA can still be beneficial to people in their 40s and 50s. The good thing about a Roth IRA is that it's super flexible when it comes to withdrawal. You never have to use the money if you don't want to. You could just pass it along to your heirs. And you could wait to withdraw the funds way down the line, like when you're 70 your investment would be worth a lot by then. As a reference point, $250, $40 short of your example, invested monthly for just nine years would be worth $150,000 by the time you're 75, given a 7% return, and you wouldn't pay a dime in taxes on that money. You could withdraw it all, except the earnings, at any time. So if you decide two years from now, you just want that cash to go on a nice vacation, you can do that. Just be sure to leave the earnings alone. A Roth is also very flexible in the type of investment you wanna make. 
You could keep it in cash, CDs, equities, bonds, real estate, precious metals, etc. So you can really throttle your risk exposure. Finally, while I'm a fan of the Roth, it's also possible that a traditional IRA may make sense given your current income and tax levels. I'm not fully aware of your situation, so it might be wise to sit down with a CPA or fee-only CFP to ask them which account makes more sense. My money is on the Roth, but there could be nuances that make the traditional IRA more beneficial. Budgeting, an easier, smarter way by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. This past month, I actually did a full-blown budget. On or around January 1st, I wrote down exactly where every dollar was going to come from and where it was going to go. Then at the end of the month, I checked our bank accounts and pay stubs and compared those previously budgeted numbers to what I had actually spent. We did okay. It took a long time, but it was a fun process. Yes, I'm a nerd. It also taught me something new. I don't need to do full-blown budgets more than once a year. There's an easier way now that we live below our means. What's the point of budgeting? Before I dive into my approach, let's look at why we even sit down to do a budget. Here's how I think the motivation for budgeting can be summed up. Budgeting increases your understanding of your financial situation. That understanding coupled with a few actions brings about control over your spending. The control allows you to live within your means and make room for savings and other goals. With those points in mind, let's look at what I'm proposing. An easier, smarter way to budget. Most people live off a pretty steady income and most people's spending tends to be the same from month to month like mine. Therefore, after only one month of doing a complete budget, most people will have gained a pretty deep understanding of their financial situation. At this point, items on a budget can be put into three categories. Number one, income and expenses that will not change from month to month. Items in this category should be removed from your budget until you do a complete budget again next year. For me, this includes things like our paychecks, mortgage payment, and utilities. If you're paranoid about removing these items from your monthly review, then incorporate a monthly expense tracker like I have. Number two, expenses that need to be eliminated. Looking at a full-blown budget will shed some light on some expenses that you can get rid of, especially the expenses that you discover are causing you to spend more than you make. Once you close these accounts and make your final payments, you can remove these items from your budget. Number three, Expenses needing control. These expenses are the ones left over after you've determined your fixed expenses and after you've eliminated your unnecessary expenses. These are really the items that need to be kept in your budget and monitored from month to month because they're the ones that determine whether you're living within your means. For us, this has consistently been dining out, clothing, household goods, and entertainment. Therefore, my point is that any budget should focus on the third item, expenses needing control. What are your expenses that need control and do you have the right focus on them? My new plan. What I plan on doing going forward is to build a budget based on these four categories that need control and utilize my tracker for keeping track of bill payments and account balances. It's by no means a perfect system, nor is it for everyone. However, it's sure to keep me focused on the items I can control. And that's what's most important when it comes to budgeting. 
You just listened to the post titled, Am I Too Old to Invest with a Roth IRA? and Budgeting an Easier, Smarter Way, both by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. I really like that Roth question and PT's answer because it illustrates that at any age, tax-advantaged retirement vehicles are advantageous. Even if you're going to retire early, you will still need to fund your retirement when you ultimately get to traditional retirement age. And there are options to access this money early where you won't pay penalty fees, like a Roth conversion ladder or a 72T substantially equal periodic payments. Another benefit to the Roth is using it for qualified education costs tax-free and with no penalties. If you wanna hear more about this, listen to episode 1355, where we discuss why in most cases, using a Roth to fund educational expenses is more beneficial than investing in a 529. I also really appreciate the second article here about budgeting. This is exactly how I handle budgeting personally, so it was interesting to hear it articulated this way. Most of what you read about budgeting is targeted at people who are starting from scratch where the exercise is going to bring more awareness to their situation and highlight areas of optimization. But when you're mostly optimized, the key is to keep your discretionary spending in check. For me personally, I've budgeted $1,500 per month on discretionary spending, which includes things like food, clothing, vacations, and pretty much anything beyond my fixed expenses. So while I still calculate my savings rate every month, which considers things like my income and fixed expenses, the only area I'm paying very close attention to is that discretionary number, which definitely simplifies things. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.